0: fear of missing out fear and having this sense of like maybe i should be doing this other thing that doesn't get you anywhere because it's it's not like that doesn't make it magically happen for you and then ironically you miss out on this one too on the actual experience happening right before you and so fomo leads to a double missing out of, of 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 some sort of experience I'm
1: sitting across
0: Father Joe, a Catholic priest. Yeah, and I'm sitting across Oscar, a Catholic layman, husband, slash father.
1: You text me about FOMO. I texted you about th- a lot of things, I but I'm no, interested but that, one, that you're were the one. You?
0: This is the one that you that stood out for you. What was I doing when I said that? No, or?
1: what were you thinking when you thought of FOMO and you're like, oh, like
0: we should talk about it? Yeah. I was experiencing FOMO. <laughs>
1: yeah, with what and what? I else? don't. Re-
0: I don't even remember what it was. Um, I'm not sure what it was. I think I. I think I was on my phone, looking at Instagram or something, which I think is probably the biggest yes. source of FOMO nowadays. But.
1: Oh no, no, I, I experienced a lot of FOMO. I that's why it all it but creatively. Like not so much like like I, I could I could get on social media mm-hmm. and see things or see people doing things and I don't experience FOMO in that sense. Like but I experience FOMO of like there's like a new creative thing going on and I'm like like almost like I wanna jump into it and I kinda saw that the last couple of years like where I would jump into doing different creative projects art t-shirts this like the podcasting (laughs) video yeah um blogging
0: and i think a lot
1: some of those things have you always been artistic i think i have yeah I from
0: like from little like when you were a kid
1: yes so the the memory i always share that i know creativity was like something i wanted to do was back in high school Probably when I was sixteen, I would play soccer, right? And I, at that point, Tammy was gonna get a team together. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would tape the back of my cleats with white tape so that when like the scouts would so go would and see, out. in a way, right? So like I was always like creating things on on the cleats, things like that. But then computer-wise, like I took a graphic design course. And I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't even own a computer, but it was Photoshop. Mm-hmm. So I think I've always been like, like I, I, I'm comfortable jumping into that, but it, it I don't know, it challenges me. And then I, I do it. I remember playing like video games, like on the computer, mm-hmm. like not Call of Duty, well, Call of Duty style games, but like I was more interested in you were able to like tag up walls inside the game and i was always interested okay how can i create something to like spray on the wall as you're playing online oh interesting okay so it's always been there are you a legos fan no interesting well, no, i'm not Are you just never i'm not not a legos fan but like no i i didn't like grow up with them like creating okay.
0: stuff but the art and the stuff they create with them yeah it's really impressive yeah okay so we got a little sidetrack there so but we're talking about fomo uh, and in case you're living under a rock uh well i guess it's not a is that a pretty well-known term i don't know i think so but fear of messing up right fomo f-o-m-o fear of missing out and i guess should define it and i guess i mean i don't know how to define it other than i mean it's pretty self-explanatory right there's this growing sense in people and in some people and i think probably to some degree we all experience it um at different levels and different moments of our time of our lives the fear of missing out is, 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 yeah, this this kind of this anxiety that grows in us um, because we fear that we might not be experiencing enough, that maybe there's more to life that I haven't tapped into. Um, and it almost seems like my life is being wasted because I'm not out there doing, experiencing, living some sort of way. Right? Is that a fair? Yeah, point? no, yeah, you I think... Point?
1: Um, the the way I also saw it or came across it described like when they were talking about it, I don't know where I saw this, but it was so you're hanging out with friends mm-hmm. and now our media like our devi- media. devices and we jump on social media and like rather than enjoying the moment in front of you, you're also like oh like where where's that like hangout going on like when you're looking at social media and. So you, it also draws you away from that, and you you have a fear of missing out on the moment that's happening away from you. Uh, but for me, um, and and where I got interested was like I think it it should lead to like discerning, like, okay, is it? Should that catch your attention, and and then how do you go about that? Like that's where I when you put FOMO, it immediately in my head I was thinking you, you well, thought of
0: discernment well
1: yeah how, how can one like how can one think through whatever it is their fearing like of missing out on mm-hmm. and and decide like to not have that fear
0: huh <laughs> and and to dispel the fear right yes. to, to get over it so to speak um yeah i i think that's a good point um because I think when you look at it in a with, you know, under the harsh light of day, you when you look back at at when you were having this FOMO experience, you'll realize that that is silly. Like you, um, you know, you the, the scenario that you pointed out is that you're already hanging out with friends and because you get sucked into social media, then you're not even present to this experience because you're wondering if there's another experience that's more valid, that's more life-giving, that's more whatever phrase you wanna use. And then ironically, you don't get that other one. Fear of missing out, fear here, having this sense of like, I, maybe I should be doing this other thing. That doesn't get you anywhere because it does, it's not like, that doesn't make it magically happen for you. Um, and then ironically, you miss out on this one too, on the actual experience happening right before you. And so FOMO leads to a double missing out oh, of, 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 of some sort of experience.
1: Yes. Like it's, uh, that that's all true. Cause I, and I think, um, when you were describing it, you also said that you have a sense of like, what else can I do? What, uh, and so I, there I shared like a, an example of where you're in a moment and you're kind of seeing, I'm I'm missing out on a moment happening somewhere else, but, um, I've also experienced that like, uh, for example, I might be in my career and I might have creativity as well. Mm -hmm. So as I'm in like building my career and working through that, that's a good thing because you know, I see it, things happen like, uh, whether, I don't know, I get, there's development going on and I become better at what I do. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, but at the same time, I'm like, well, can I do creativity and, and it it's causes- interesting
0: to me that you say creativity, like it's a, like it's a, like it's a standalone thing.
1: Like, like, like almost, like can I, cause as cause if I gra- block it out. Grammat-
0: cause like grammatically what you're saying doesn't make sense. I don't okay. know if you noticed that. Okay. And so maybe I'm going off on attention, yeah, tangent, yeah, but, but grammatically it doesn't make sense. Okay. I don't do creativity. You don't do creative things or, I, or i'm not being creative i'm not uh i'm not using my creativity so creativity is something that's innate within you that we employ and and you know it, it it expresses itself in these projects in these um works of arts t-shirts podcasts whatever it may be so creativity is something that we have inside of us that's being expressed outwards so you don't do creativity you use creativity and i mean i don't know it's kind of cool because I, I, honestly i was like when, when, you, when you were like fomo i was like okay i don't know if i have enough to say about fomo but but this is like really blowing my mind a little bit because i am trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to develop this analogy in my head and let's see if it works <laughs> um but you don't do creativity it's something that you live out right and i think a lot of Um, the way, a lot of times the way that we experience life and the reason why we have these FOMO moments, um, is because we get caught up in the doing, right? We get up, we get caught up in the, um, in the activity itself and we lose sight of what that's doing within us and for us, right? Um, so... You know, I think a lot of people experience FOMO when they look at someone else on vacation, um, or they they look at them doing something that maybe they wish that they had gone into when they were younger. Right? I wish I had, I don't know, become an architect, and it never really worked out for me, and so I ended up doing this other thing. But now I see these beautiful buildings being built and uh, designed, and I think, man, that could have been me, right? But we get caught up in the in the in the actual doing thing, but we we lose sight, we forget that. That to do that, to have gone that path would have molded me and shaped me in a different way. And so the person, and and this might become a little too meta, but the person that's thinking this, the person that's fearing, that's having this FOMO experience would not really exist as this person with all of his or hers um, mental um, experiences and paradigms and stuff like that would not exist if you had actually done that. So FOMO also almost becomes like this. Um, it's a ridiculous exercise. It's like uh, it's it's like the uh, what what ifs, right? Yeah. It's like what ifs, right? Um, what if this had happened? What if that had happened? Well, that's not the reality. So I mean, it's a fun little exercise, and maybe just for funsies, you can do that kind of stuff. But. But that's not the reality. And so to to spend your time and your efforts and your all your energy on something like that um, is is not going to contribute anything terribly meaningful for for your life. Although I do think that there is a place for FOMO. Wait, do I? I just said something that I'm not sure if I believe. <laughs> so. Um, do you, well, let me ask you, do you think that there's a value of that FOMO? I don't think so. At all.
1: At all because it, right it now, gets into because I, yeah and,
0: and uh, exactly because i think we're talking about this as if every time we're we're, we're experiencing fomo is we're we're thinking of something that's not worthwhile right the, ex- the examples that we've had are like well they're on vacation or they're doing this or they're hanging out without me and those aren't bad things those are good things but but they're not necessarily what you need right now maybe um so but like if someone for example had no drive And they were just always just, you know, living day to day with no passion, no real love for anything. Then FOMO there might be a little good thing because it might kind of inspire them to, you know, come out of that little shell and get them engaging something.
1: Yeah, the thought that came to me, as you were saying, uh, is FOMO something that's good? I was thinking, well, who does FOMO happen for? Because a lot of people do experience it. But I also think like this person that might not have any drive. Mm -hmm. First has to have like ambition of doing things. So that then they could start looking around and saying, hey, like I might want to do that. So I think FOMO is experienced also by people that actually want to do more. Either experience more with their life or do more with, I don't know, their like. Um what it like whatever they're set to do in life like do more and not miss out on things I think it has to it is helpful in in the sense and like so I guess the thought I keep on having is like is it should lead into discernment that you're like, if that got my attention, so for example, if I love learning about the mind and I try to educate myself on it. Like biologically, like how does our brain work? Mm -hmm. But then like philosophically, like the thoughts and things that I've read. And I love that. So is there a fear of missing out that, hey, is what I'm doing right now in life, uh, my profession, is that something I shouldn't be doing? Like, why do I like this so much? So then I have to discern that and be, well, no, like I think you're where you need to be right now how can I experience continuing to like dive into, I, I guess what's calling my attention and discerning that the right way. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, that's a good fear of missing out because it, it adds value. It might add value to people if I, if I dive into that and how does it make me feel, but it, it, that's ambition for me and I like that. So I don't know if someone that has no drive would be able to even experience like fear of missing out and if it would be even i don't know if it makes sense
0: i i hear what you're saying i guess it's making me wonder if if we're even still talking about fomo though um because maybe this is just now we're maybe maybe what you're talking about is really just desires right um desires or interests or things that things that pique our interest right um, and that's not necessarily FOMO. I think FOMO is when it, it produces this anxiety that... I think our, at our last um, our last get-together, you... I don't know if it was we were recording at the time, um, but you were talking about that every yes to something. Maybe it was two weeks ago. But whenever we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else.
1: Yes, that was uh, the first...
0: Okay. And I, and I think that that's something key with FOMO, right? Um, because if I can, as you pointed out, if, if you can be thriving in your professional life and you can do creative things at the same time, then there's no fear, right? Um, there might be a little bit of anxiety about whether the balance is right. Uh, am I doing a little too much over here where I'm neglecting over here? Um, but that's not necessarily fear of missing out. Right. Um, it's, it's more like when I have to say no to something by saying yes to something. Um, and then that's where that little fear comes in. Have I said yes to the wrong thing? Again, this is, this is touching on your discernment thing that, that you're, that you're trying to, um, that we're kind of hovering around. Um, but I, I think that's an, an important element to, to realize that whenever you experience FOMO, it's because you realize you've, you've, uh, just on some level, you've made the, you've made the connection that your yes to something has meant no to something else um and that's what's producing this like have i made this right decision have i made the right have i just dis- did i discern because more more than likely you didn't even discern at all uh, but have i made the right decision or am i missing out because i've made the wrong one mm-hmm. is that fair I- Yeah,
1: no, yeah it makes sense i i keep on having this thought and it might go like the not not the wrong way but it might not mean anything but i keep on <laughs> i did that too <laughs> I, I keep i keep on thinking of mother Teresa.
0: okay say so, more
1: so she's and i see i don't this is where i don't want to mess it up and you could fill in like if i'm getting something wrong <laughs> i'm not
0: a i'm not a biographer but, of her or anything no, but yeah but, but like ahead, we know it. i guess okay. uh-huh.
1: um so she's uh living like her religious life and then here's god's voice right to, uh, okay sure uh, i mean that's what the movie the mo- in then, the movie <laughs> no but so <laughs> in the but movie, you give so me like here's god's voice
0: throughout and... throughout the through, <laughs> because the way you said it is like so she's a nun right and then she finally <laughs> hears god's voice well it probably happened before she became a religious <laughs> sister but i hear you're yes, like but, throughout her religious experience her religious life she, yeah he, she's hearing the voice of god and okay, then uh-huh.
1: so, but then here's that that um voice or direction to start her let's see that's where i need a fill in like she started her religious order or
0: yeah i i don't want to say anything here because i'm not entirely sure either um
1: but okay so she's living her her life and then here's this so call. she feels
0: she feels a, a, a call to start a religious order We can say that
1: is that like also valid like not that we're Again, we're not there. That's why Did I said, she have I could, FOMO? Yeah. You know, asking if well, Mo, th- Teresa think, might have had hey, FOMO. Well, think about it. Like, you're already, like, serving God. Um, and then, I don't know if it's based on her letters. And, like, I, I just, I keep on having that thought that I think it can happen at different levels. I don't want to elaborate more on, it. Like, I don't know all the details. So, we're not going to go
0: there. <laughs> but I think people, like... Well, here, let, let's see if this helps. Rather than speaking about Mother Teresa's life, which I'm no expert on, um, I will speak about my own life, which I'm also not an expert on. <laughs> um, but in my life, when I... The the f- couple months before my diaconate ordination, right? So I'm, I'm a seminarian. I had been a seminarian for about seven years, a right? uh, little under seven years. Um, I've been doing this for a long time, right? And people will occasionally ask me, even today, they'll ask me, so when did you know that you were called to be a priest? When did I know? No. Um, about five minutes after I was ordained. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. After. But like, yeah, it wasn't until afterwards. And I'm like, well, I'm locked in now. You know, I guess I guess it is. Um, And a couple of months before my ordination, there was this Anxiety, And I, I don't think I ever would have labeled it as FOMO until right this moment. Um, but there was a fear of what if I'm not called to be a priest? And when I say yes to priesthood, I am saying no to married life. I'm saying no to having biological children of my own. I'm saying no to having a uh, a spousal companion for the rest of my life. I have companions, I have friends. Um, but I'm saying no to all these very specific things. And and I guess now, as we're talking about FOMO, I'm realizing, yeah, I, I, there was an, a, a, an experience of FOMO. Like, what if saying yes to the priesthood is going to make me miss out on all these great things about the priesthood? And... and Maybe what's unique about this FOMO experience is that I knew, I knew I was convinced that both paths, priesthood and, and married life, could be extremely beautiful and fulfilling and, and, and holy. I, I mean, seven years in seminary, like I learned at least that much. Yeah. Um, and so, and yet there I was with this fear, with this anxiety
1: so did you discern that like
0: yeah um um, maybe about two months or so before my ordination i went into the office of my spiritual director and i told father i said um father what if what if this whole time what if for the last 10 years or so i don't know i haven't actually prayed he's like what do you mean he says what i said what if i'm just crazy what if I'm just crazy and I am I never actually heard a voice literally ringing in my head that said, Joe, become a priest. I, I never heard that. Right. That's that's not how it works. Um, I mean, or maybe it, oh, I guess it does for some people like the saints, some of them heard the voice of God. Right. It didn't happen for me. Uh, but in my prayer, right, I felt this this call. I felt that that God was saying yes to these questions of whether I should continue. Um, but, but then I was like, what if I've never actually prayed for real father? What if this whole time I'm just crazy and I'm just like talking to myself and I've convinced myself that I have a vocation. Um, and so there was this real crisis of prayer of, of, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess I'm actually saying that I was questioning whether prayer was real, Yeah. um, and he says, Joe, do you think I'm stupid? And I'm like, of course not. Uh, where is this coming from, right? Do you think I'm stupid? No, of course not. Do you think the church is stupid? I'm definitely not. He goes, well, we, you're not the only one that's discerning. You know, you're not the only one that's been praying about this. You're not the only one that's wondering if you're called to be a priest. The church is. Um, you're embracing the church. And just like in a marriage, it's not. It's not like the groom gets to decide whether or not we get married with no input from the bride or vice versa. It's, it's a mutual decision. And he said, and for priesthood, it's the same thing. It's a mutual decision. On the day of ordination, there is a representative of the church that will say that the bishop will question and will say, you know, he'll present the candidates and he'll say, you know, we're calling, the, we, we ask you bishop or a Reverend Father, whatever it is, uh, to please ordain these men. And the bishop will asks do you know them to be worthy and then the representative will say well upon the inquiry of the human of the, of the of the people of god and, and those responsible for their formation i testify that they are worthy which is totally not true none of us are worthy but whatever yeah. uh and uh and and then there's this mutuality right the church says yes and uh, the bishop says we choose these are brothers for the ministry of lector or that's for the for the for the diaconate or for the priesthood. And the people at the ordination will all say thanks be to God. And the people, this is, I think, to my knowledge, this is like one, maybe the only time that clapping is actually called for at Mass, uh, at least in the U.S., is is the form. And so everyone says thanks be to God, and they all start clapping, basically saying, yes, we want this man to be a priest, a deacon. Uh, so there's this mutual discernment that's happening um, that's showing us that okay, yeah, you're saying no to these other things. You are, and you are going to miss out on them. You are, and, and, and it'd be a lie to say you're not. Um, but there's no need to be fearful because this is what we've discerned together is where God's calling you to be. And so then the fear kind of dissipates a little bit. So that conversation with the priest, with my spiritual director, um, basically fulfilled that function. It was able to, it helped me to discern, to realize, no, yeah, this is where God is calling me. Um, I am going to miss out on certain things, and that's okay. But that was a realization that I had to make that's... concretely, um, and that, that, that made me struggle with it. But most people won't have an experience of FOMA where they're going to stop and discern it and and ask themselves, oh, is this anxiety justified, or or am I okay missing out on this?
1: yeah I think there's a there might be we could probably count them how many times you might deal with what would be a crossroads right yeah it's either do I jump into this career or this career mm mm-hmm. do i um if it if you're um, in a relationship and you're also having the thought of proposing or like getting married that's mm-hmm. also one of the ones that kids like uh, having children, yes, oh, mean plan having children. Plan, yeah planning to have like children and 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 then so I, I see those and then yeah the, all the other ones right like you know I don't want to be here in Laredo I wanna be in Cancun or I wanna be like that is like the lesser uh, type of fear of missing out that one might experience but you had shared your not you didn't hear a voice but like you're caught uh, being a priest and I, I remember this from from when you and i spoke about it about how when you would pray you kind of felt like that you know i have this thought of becoming a priest but i don't think it's anything ps like,
0: yeah it started off as a ps prayer
1: and now as you kind of like share more details i can i can see how how you went through like discerning like phase of that mm-hmm. and so like my question to you is in your experience now, right? So you're a priest, and you have like, I'm just like you said, you have companions, you have friends, you also have um, um, here at church, right, where you interact with the the parishioners. Yeah, yeah the parishioners, and so like, what are things that if they do come up, and people are discerning some of these bigger moments, what what are things that kind of you're suggesting, like? based on your experience or, or on what the church has to say about like how does one go about it and just to elaborate a bit like i have like the we have the this book i brought right which is that you shared but part of that is like when people were deciding to like follow like christ like was there i, I keep on thinking like there was probably the fear of missing out on something
0: yeah um like when old, i when i i'll share question I'll, yeah no it's fine i'll share another experience of mine when <laughs> when i first started like that when that moment of ps like when i first started it was because a friend of mine asked me would you ever do it would you ever become a priest and i was like no boy get out of my face like what are you talking about claro que no and um and it becomes this little this little nagging question in the back of my mind would you do it would you do it would you do it, would you do it? Uh, and just kept growing and growing and growing and then eventually a friend of mine um reaches out to the vocation director of our diocese uh and he reaches out to me via myspace nice yeah it's still around throw is it really stop it, yeah it is whoa okay it is but i am pretty sure i deactivated that account anyway um so he reaches out to me and uh and I, and he says I'd, I'd like for you to come over to our house of discernment that's where you lived um, and so we can just talk about it, right? <laughs> and I remember I, I I parked outside their house, and I was like trying to hype myself up and, and, and to go in. I was like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? And I drove off. <laughs> I drove off. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I drove off. And then I came back. I was like, no, no, come on. It's just a conversation. Nothing's gonna happen. You don't have to make a decision today. And then I come back around and I park again. And then I drove off again. Yeah. <laughs> I think I drove off like two or three times. And then I like came back and just like eventually called a buddy of mine. He says, Joe, just go in and talk to the guy. Okay. So a priest. Right? Yeah. So I go in and I talk. And one of the things that you had me do, which I thought was just incredibly helpful, was he made me just make a list, make a list of the reasons why, um, there was fear because there was right there and again this is this is like a, the early stages of that FOMO right um if I say yes to this I'm saying no to a bunch of other things uh and and so I and so he said make a list make a list of the reasons why you feel like it would be cool to become a priest It would be good and and, and things that maybe excite you about it and then make a list of the things that that that, that you're fearful of that that um that you're worried about when it comes to priesthood and so on the positive list there wasn't very much because i honestly i didn't know what a priest was i mean i saw a priest yeah. like most people do at mass and uh occasionally for confession and that's it i had no idea what a priest does the rest of his 24 hours um so there wasn't very much on the, on the positive list and then on the negatives list there was like it's going to be lonely. It's going to be boring. It's, I don't want to spend twenty-four hours in the chapel. Uh, it was, you know, all of these things that I that I was wrong about.
1: All right, so we're going to break away from our conversation mm-hmm. for a quick random question of the day yes okay Um, i'm kind of excited about this book Uh right now and um i I guess this is an uh this is a kind of cool question because um i'm sitting across you we have conversations and like i've told you um i feel you know the need to like really like learn and get you know gather knowledge and really see it like i don't know build that up in me when we're having this convo so for you i want to ask you this what was your worst brain fart moment ever (laughs) brain fart
0: um oh i wish i remembered the exact word but i remember i was having i we, we were having a it was a seminary all of all of my classmates were together we were having some sort of meeting um and i was speaking in english and 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 then there was a word where I was like, oh, "How do you say this word? How do you say this word?" And and I couldn't, I couldn't think of the word, right? And so, I I was like, "In Spanish, it's this," and they were like, "Well, that's." Exactly the same word in English. <laughs> like I can't think of any of those words, but like you know what I'm talking about? Like those words that are that are that are the same in English. Yeah, and they're like, just, like they're just a, pronounced differently.
1: Like radio, radio.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like exactly. So it was to be like oh, I was listening to the I cómo se dice, cómo se dice radio radio. <laughs> it was something like that. And this is at a gathering. This is at a gathering, and and I thought I, I I I struggle with pride, right? With uh with with a little bit of pride of arrogance. I think arrogance is a better word um where i was like oh yes here i am speaking very eloquently and i'm making a really good point in there in this meeting and then i couldn't remember the one word that was exactly the same in english and spanish uh it just needed to be pronounced slightly different but <laughs> that's the one that comes to mind and
1: when you when you thought of that you're like where have i been embarrassed basically yeah i think for me um i'm trying to think of mine but um so it was, it was a brain fart, and I always recall this. And if my my buddy from high school is listening to this, is he remembers. So I was, we were sitting at a sports banquet in high school, and I remember this. I was so embarrassed, but it was a brain fart moment, I guess, because I wasn't paying attention, and they were calling out names, and so I'm over here having also uh a conversation like with with my friends and um they're calling out names and my buddy like taps on me and he's like hey te llamaron, tu nombre," and there i go in front of everyone uh i went to united high school so it's kind of like they used to do these like in the cafeteria uh-huh. and i walked up, up 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 the stage and i'm like and they had called out i think a girl's name
0: or something. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember just being like he was just messing with you and you believed them and you went up. Yes. And so so I oh didn't no. I, I
1: didn't discern that well. <laughs> and I went up there and I re- look, I remember just like I still when I share that story, I think of, of like how embarrassed I was and I just walked back to the table and, and I was Utter super, shame. And yes. people were laughing? I'm yeah. sure.
0: Yes. I'm sure everyone's laughing. And
1: and so I remember that. That's like my biggest where I wasn't aware and and I guess a brain fart moment because I, I believed it and I went up there and it was horrible so now I remember it and it was it, yeah. that's one of the most embarrassing
0: moments I guess in my life and and I don't know if it's exactly a brain fart but it is but it, but it, 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 but it, is it does sound embarrassing yeah. but it does sound embarrassing <laughs> but that is I'm it I'm embarrassed for you que bueno
1: que no había social media um but no that's it so alright we'll <laughs> let's get we'll, yeah, we'll let's get, right get back to, to the conversation
0: um And, and then my ex, my seminary experience, um, my discernment experience was just like kind of crossing those off and realizing that's not true. I don't have to fear that. Um, and And maybe part of them, part of the, well, let, let me backtrack a little bit. Some of the things that are on the list I discovered were true, but that they were something that I could actually still do. So loneliness, right? I mean... I'd be lying to people and it wouldn't be fair to people to say that I don't feel lonely sometimes. Of course I do. Um but people that are married can feel lonely, right? And any, everyone experiences yeah. loneliness at some point in their life. And so it and so part of my discernment, part of my experience in seminary was realizing that it's okay to occasionally feel that, that you can embrace that, that you can transform that into um a a experience of prayer, you can transform it into an experience of of, of reliance on God and, and realizing that, that only He can fulfill my, my, my deepest desires of, of companionship, of love. Um, and so then it, it wasn't, I, I there's no fear anymore. There's no anxiety behind it because you learn to embrace it. Now, please do not assume that i'm like totally okay with loneliness because when i'm feeling it yeah. it's like it's awful like it, it is it, that doesn't go yeah. away it's not like i'm lonely but jesus is here like it, it's not <laughs> like that uh there's still this like bitterness to it but over but there's this over overarching um okayness with it i don't know what other word to use uh, acceptance of it um and so to your credit i think yeah discernment is, is is key and how we discern that is is by first of all pointing out the fear and i think that's pretty like standard like uh, you know any any psych 101 class I'm, i would imagine is going to talk about you know facing fears right um, and so part of that is is you're having fomo okay name the fear what are you so freaked out about why are you anxious about this you know instagram posts that your friend posted um it's not it's really not even a friend it's like someone that you knew back in high school and you're like who cares good for them who cares why are you even i i one of my this is a little tangent but one of my favorite things to do is unfollow people um oh same i love unfollowing people it 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 gives me so much pleasure to be like i don't need to be and because i realize that it, it creates anxiety so i'm like this is uh, this is somebody that I, I care about them and, and, and they were meaningful at some point in my life. But I haven't talked to them in 10, 15 years, you know, um, when they post pictures about their kids or their husband. I'm like, I don't even know that guy. So what what I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I care about it in the sense that they're human beings and I'm glad that they're happy. But but is that adding any value to my life? No, and so I love unfollowing people. Usually, it's on their birthday. I usually unfollow. Is that awful? Yeah. I usually unfollow people on their birthday because it's like they're because they're they, getting no, all they this love. They they're getting up. and they're getting all this love. <laughs> <laughs> it's not super mean, but they're getting all this love for people. It's like happy birthday, God bless you, and I'm like, oh, they won't even notice, <laughs> and then unfollow. <laughs> but, but it's not. It's not a. It's not. It's nothing against them. It really isn't. And so if. I used to have you on social media, and I don't anymore. I'm sorry, it's just we've drifted away and 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 yeah. and for my own for my own sanity's sake, I don't need that. actually I've been wanting to get rid of all social media for a long time, and I just I have fear of missing out.
1: yeah i I mean I think I shared with you a couple of times when I was like doing the social media fast, yeah, you've done it several I did times, that yeah. and then I actually deleted all social media mm-hmm. So I had like, this. This is sad that I like know the details, but like I had Facebook and I joined like in '05, so I had it for fourteen years, and I deleted everything. They mm-hmm. give you like a thirty day. You might want to come back. They don't let you delete it entirely, and then at thirty days, everything deleted, and then I got fear of missing out on like family life. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much anymore about like, oh everyone else's life, but it was um, a tia or a friend that you know that's the only place like i would keep up with them and so i got back on right but i think i'm better equipped now that i'm back on and i'm similar to you like i look at if, I, if i'm scrolling and i now we con- i'm connected with someone but it's causing like a level of, of maybe i'm judging maybe like it's just not healthy right for yeah. my mind and and i'm sure not for them if i'm sending vibes like <laughs> that, like negative like vibes so like i unfriend especially if it's not it's not something healthy i don't think it's it doesn't add any value so i have like where i i deleted it got off but then i got back on and i think there was some fear missing out there so um no but i think it was and yes you're like psych 101 uh, tells you you know you're gonna like face, face fear, fear. Mm-hmm. um i love that you shared something super simple um because i know i forget but it's make a list and and that's true like what is bringing you fear about it and what i, I even love the word you use i love the word cool um <laughs> but you said like what's cool about being a priest like or what's cool about the situation if you were to do it and and really listing those out because you you start um you, you read one by one. You start thinking about it. And I think then you're able to move forward with it. Um, I think for discernment too, because I, I don't know. So you're discerning and I love that you shared. So you're having conversations. They're helping you discern. But then the church is also discerning like um, for you mm-hmm. and see if it's like a match. Right. Yeah. Um, Now that doesn't happen with. Everyday <laughs> Everyone else's decisions. Yeah.
0: Um, everyday decisions. Yeah, yeah. Right? everyday decisions. But um would you say I uh maybe not. So so maybe no one else is actively discerning with you. But I think it is important to realize that most of our decisions do have some sort of domino effect and are going to affect our relationships with other people. So um if you decided one day, you know what, I, I like I like what I'm doing uh career wise, but I just want to focus exclusively on creating something creative, some sort of creative content. Um, Well, that's probably going to have an impact on your financials, right? That's going to have an impact on your family. It's going to have an impact on um, your day-to-day spending, ability to spend. So um, maybe the foods that you used to buy, you can't afford them anymore. So now you're going to be doing a lot of like... uh, uh boxed meals and stuff which tends to be the 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 cheaper thing which has an effect on your health which has an effect on so there's this huge you know domino effect that happens and so i think the 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 word discernment just the idea of discernment is is that's why it's so crucial is because it's not about it it can't just be about this particular decision but it has to be connected with everything else and
1: the decision as as you were sharing that, I was thinking about our podcast last week. That your we started because you're like, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Mm-hmm. And as I, I as I was going through the audio and all that, and I was thinking like, no, I don't. But I do take a lot of ideas and thoughts in YouTube, mm-hmm. books, and then podcasting. So I think it's also important. I found myself over the last week like discerning like what I led into and, and my own mind mm-hmm. because especially if i said yes to like this then that you know i'm trying to educate myself you know a little more knowledgeable on things we're going to talk about and i think uh, people don't process the how one decision of what i watch what i see it impacts yeah the way i, I might see people the way i and yeah so it does it's like the butterfly effect in a way like Ooh, it trickles good like me yeah. yeah that's a really that's a really good movie that, that's answering the other yeah, question really cool. <laughs> people don't sleep on it no though.
0: people no. people are, are, are well aware of that well maybe not the newer generations and stuff like that but yeah um, I think you're you're right on um, maybe we don't realize or, or I mean I think psychologically if you stop about it and stop and think you're, you're gonna you're gonna realize how obvious it is but the why is a church against something like pornography is because it creates templates in your mind. And I I like that phrase template or that word templates, because I think that, um, we, it's constantly, not just pornography, but just like movies and TV and everything that we consume is, is constantly is constantly updating the lens with which we look at the world. Um, and that inevitably, or, or yeah, maybe inevitably. And, 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 inadvertently maybe um will will create these these moments of of anxiety of fear of missing out because um you know we're constantly you know bombarded with images of what the world is supposed to be like you know and i mean commercials and um and and celebrity culture in general um, but all of these things are, are are giving us these images, these templates of what life is supposed to be like. And if you're not living up to that, then there must be something wrong with you, right? Um, right now, you know things like TikTok. Right? Yesterday, I think he's like I think he's like 12 years old, maybe 10. He told me, "Oh, I have a TikTok now," and I was like, "What?" In my head, I just thought, "I, I mean, I said cool. <laughs> I hope your parents know." Um, but when uh, he goes. He goes, and I just like, I was like, why, why do you have TikTok, you know? Um, and he was like, and I've got more followers than my aunt does. And, yeah, and, and I was like, man, for a kid that young, you know, you're supposed to just be having fun. And I guess, I mean, it is fun to them. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to become like this old man. That's like, well, back, back when I was a kid, you know, I'm not trying to do that. Um, but I think you, you inevitably do see how this, how subsequent generations are we keep losing something right we keep losing the essence of who we are um we keep getting sucked in by technology and um and just the 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 way of the world and unless we discern unless we stop unless we realize um that there that we don't have to keep up with the joneses um which is i think uh similar to fomo um then you then then you realize that, that you're okay you don't have to do all that stuff have you ever heard of jomo no i haven't jomo with a j so what right? is that that's the joy of missing out isn't that cool isn't that a cool concept i had never heard of it until <laughs> until like we we decided to talk about uh, about about uh, fomo and i was like where did it come out like yeah google i was just like I, yeah i just literally just google then you know google gives you those first couple questions that that other yeah, people events and so one of them was like um, FOMO versus JOMO and I was like JOMO so I clicked on it and it joy of missing out I didn't finish reading any of the stuff that was there <laughs> I, I think know, I was on you, there for like but, a total of like three minutes but that's a but, good
1: segue there like what is the joy of missing out when you um, what does that sound I think it's outside but you'll be oh okay <laughs> so it'll, it'll be good it won't They're cutting the grass outside so um, there is the joy of missing out I've experienced that yeah uh, Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we'll, well, what were your thoughts? So, on? like,
0: so my my FOMO of of <laughs> of fear of the, that fear of missing out on what marriage has to offer. I think to some degree has turned into joy of missing out. um I'm not saying that I'm glad I'm not married. Well, no, I'm. <laughs> I think that's exactly what I'm saying. I think I'm saying that I'm glad I'm not married. Um, because as the more I realize who I am, right, my own my mm, just reflection and, and just be, becoming more self-aware, hey, aware, awareness, you love awareness, um, but as the more I come become aware of myself, I realize like that just would not have been good for me, and I think I said it in our last podcast, like if I had ever gotten married, poor woman, right? Oh yeah. Because um, I'm not. We were talking about love languages, and like I'm not the traditional i i touch and words are my last ones and so pobrecita mujer you know, yeah. like it would be awful for her and and so it's that's one aspect of it but then there's other things right? so sometimes and i know it's different when it's your own kid but like sometimes like just last night we were at uh, i was with the seminary and we were at a restaurant and a, a kid just starts crying and just like you know screaming bloody murder uh and i said you know <laughs> bendito celibato right thank god for my celibacy i don't have to deal with that with, with was that joe kid, mother, right? huh? Yeah, so, yeah exactly so there's this joy thank god that's not me right because i think that we realize we don't we don't realize maybe is that um yeah yeah by doing what i'm doing right now i'm missing out on this certainly but we're also romanticizing that and we're also making that sound like it's like perfect that there's the grass is greener on the other side and all of this would be my life would just be infinitely better. Maybe in some ways it would be better, but in other ways, it, it, nothing is pure um, goodness to it, right? So, yeah. um, so, th- so we're, it, when we're having that FOMO, we're, if we're not discerning it, we're not we're not looking at that experience or that thing that we we feel like we feel like we're missing out on. We're not fully dissecting it and realizing. and 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 we're looking at a caricature of it right where we're yeah a caricature of it does that make sense
1: yes no it does and um where my thought went i read this book um christian author not sure um the whole background but it's called to hell with the hustle and to hell with the hustle yeah and there's like a coffee cup with like It's a cool cover, but, um, I read it and, um, I remember he was talking about the hustle like, and I like where I've experienced joy of missing out, um, has been most recently like the last couple of years when like I decided to kind of, um, not do creativity, but like that, (laughs) that, you know, I decided to really focus on my career and what I was doing and got an awesome opportunity and like what I'm doing now, I'm really happy about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's challenged me in the right ways All that. So the joy of missing out was that book reminds me is, um, when you're on social media and, and you, you are focused on creating a personal brand or a business brand that, you know, you have to basically hustle, create the next post, think of how fast social media works, algorithms, the whole thing. And, and you become, I've explained it um, you become like a, a without wanting to you become like a a show for people because now you have to get on stage in a way and perform yeah perform dance monkey yeah dance and and then um they actually turn away and they might say you know what i'm not interested in that act anymore now i'm going over here Mm -hmm. and there you go adjusting yourself and you're like reinventing your image because of the new algorithm TikTok. think of people that might have just done instagram in the past now they're on tiktok like dancing and or doing something and so i one um i'm grateful that awareness so huge i know building on like the last episode like for me like i was that i became aware uh of this and i could say i have joy of missing out on trying to stay relevant if you are like on on social media on the creative side and yeah. creating like a, a brand all that. And working is actually like really like it's stable. It's like it provides. It's a good thing. Yeah. And I don't
0: know if you. I mean I I used the phrase keeping up with the Joneses a little while ago, and I think that that's uh it's it's a version of FOMO, or maybe FOMO is a version of keeping up with the Joneses. But um, but that I that mentality of 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 making sure that I'm as relevant or I have as much money as so-and-so whoever that might be whether that's realistic or not um that that kind of life is exhausting it's exhausting and you're never really enjoying life for what it is um life almost becomes so you you get lost in the in the in the in the means and and you don't get to your end right i mean what's the point of having money if you're if all if it's just creating more anxiety because i got to get more and then you don't actually enjoy what that money can produce in your life, right? And I don't mean that just in a in a in a materialistic goods kind of way, but but even in a spiritual sense, like if if you're wealthy, great, wonderful. You know, put that at the service of other people and, and, and let that be something that's fulfilling and that's filling your heart and 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 gives you a sense of purpose, right? Um because if not, if you're if you're if it's just a rat race, if it's just constantly more 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 Then, then as as i mean as has been already pointed out by many people right uh, you don't end up happy you know some of them you can look it's easy you can just probably google a whole bunch of celebrities people that were you know at the prime of their careers and it's just the epitome they've they've, they've reached the the, the the heights of whatever it is that they're doing and then they commit suicide um because there's no true happiness or joy um and i think that that's i'm not saying that everyone that commits suicide is is trying to keep up with the joneses but but i i suspect that 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 there's a factor in there um i got super dark right super no (laughs) no no it, it
1: actually i like that you you touched on that um because i think it's super important i i just wanted to point out how it I became aware of that and how I started and and I'm happy for it. And mm-hmm. I have, I think I'm experiencing Jomo right now. So that's yeah. cool. That's a cool little concept, but I think, um, it's a great, um, that's a great place to start wrapping it up. Yeah. Kind of like what we spoke about today. So, and, and my thoughts, like what we spoke about today is, you know, if you're missing out, I was super interested in talking about it because for me, it was more like, how do you discern and how do you process, um, you know what you should jump into what you should do and should it create that inside us like where we have that fear and for me i think um and based off our conversation i think it's great to just kind of stand back see kind of like to build on what you said it's um see what's good about what you're thinking you're missing out on um see what's bad um discerning that and i think the one thing i'm taking away from this is that like there's others that may be discerning this for you so Mm -hmm. and um for me like it has it came to life like at least like me professionally when i was getting an opportunity to do more right at my workplace like it's it's someone decides on that like they feel you're ready Mm -hmm. and then you're i'm also like deciding on this end like am i ready yeah and then we meet there and so i kind of saw that come to life but like we touched a little on that and yeah I think um, uh, more people need to uh, go Google and and find out what not what Jomo is, but like see if it's present in their lives. Because I hadn't heard about it, and I think it's super important. So that's yeah. my take on today's conversation. Yeah, and, and for you,
0: and hopefully, I interpreted Jomo correctly because, like I said, I, I think I spent not even three minutes on, on on looking at this. Um, I would I would leave with this. Um. We put so much stock on the things that we do, that we accomplish, um, our, our successes, whether it be, um, within, even within our families, within our work environments, um, on a spiritual sense, a lot of people will put so much stock in, in what they're doing, right? Like, "Ah, I pray the rosary every day. Wonderful. Um, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and I, 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 that sounds really disparaging. No, no, it is wonderful. Um, but it, but an, a lesson that we need to continually learn and 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 kind of let settle deeper and deeper in the recesses of our heart is that it's not about what we do; it's about who we are. Um, Jesus wants to, loves us, and wants to save us, not because you prayed. A rosary every day of your life although that's good again i I don't want to disparage that um but because of who we have been created to be so if our sense of self-worth is based on have i done this or have i done that then we we lose sight of that we lose sight of the fact that we are loved by god um god wants us to experience great things i mean he's given us life he's given us this the entire created world for our enjoyment he doesn't get out of it. he gets nothing he's he doesn't need anything right he's not he doesn't get anything out of creation um that he that he is hungry for um so he wants us to enjoy things but um but i don't know i guess my 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 suggestion is is to look at who you are and and what what these experiences are they are they shaping you? Are they giving you a. Are they, are they making you more of a. Are they making you a person who loves more passionately? Because that's great if it's doing that. Uh, is it making you a person that values human life and, and human experiences and, and is able to, to be more. um, that to relate with people in, 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 on, a, on a human, you know, spiritual, deeper level? Wonderful. If it's just giving you more followers and likes and. Um, that kind of stuff if it's just clout if it's just yeah you know that's cool i guess you know that's great you know, if you like that that's that, that's fine but don't let that be what defines you because it doesn't right you are defined by who you've been created to be not what you do not what you accomplish it's who you are
1: great that's awesome cool until next time
0: see you then